0: Sorry. Those of you that I haven't seen recently, my name is Rhiannon and I'm our church's representative to Eco Congregation Scotland, a charity organisation which aims to address climate change and conservation with churches. This year I'm also participating in Christian Aid's prophetic activist scheme, a training scheme for young people aged 18 to 30, where we come together to build skills in change making um, and climate focused activism. I'm here today to talk to you about climate change and what we can do as Christians and as citizens of the world to address the climate crisis. My brothers and sisters, do you with your acts of favouritism really believe in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ? For if a person with gold rings and in fine clothes comes into your assembly, and if a poor person in dirty clothes also comes in, And if you take notice of the one wearing the fine clothes and say, Have a seat here, please. while to the one who is poor you say, Stand there, or sit at my feet. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers and sisters, has not God chosen the poor in the world to be rich in faith and to be heirs of the kingdom that he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonoured the poor. Is it not the rich who oppress you? Is it not they who drag you into court? Is it not they who blaspheme the excellent name that was invoked over you? You do well if you really fulfil the royal law according to the scripture. You shall love your neighbour as yourself. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law, but fails in one point, has become accountable for all of it. For the one who said, you shall not commit adultery, also said, you shall not murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, but if you murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged by the law of liberty. For judgment will be without mercy for anyone who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. The world is full of rules. Rules for the games that we play. Rules for crossing the road. Rules for driving your car. Rules for riding the train. And rules for shopping. There are rules to keep us safe, like when to wear a mask and when you don't have to. Some of those rules are laws, which means that you can get in trouble if you do or don't do something. And some laws only make sense in a really specific context. For example, did you know that it's illegal to chew bubble gum in Singapore? It may seem strange to us, but in Singapore, they had a very big problem with people spitting their gum on the ground. Ooh. So they made a law against it. Then there are laws which apply in every situation. The laws which we have because God has given them to us through Moses and then through Jesus. We often call those commandments and in Hebrew they're called mitzvot or mitzvah, a word you'll be familiar with, which means commandment or way to behave. And Jesus talked a lot about those kinds of laws too. The reading for today is talking about the ways that we treat people and the rules and laws we follow to help us know how to treat people and how to behave. It talks about laws and courts and it also talks about laws which we can understand as being commandments, laws from God as Christians it's not just our responsibility to treat people well because it is a nice thing to do but it is in the commandments given to Moses and the rules that Jesus laid out for his followers throughout the Gospels we try to follow the example of Jesus and remember the things that he said to us we may not always get it right but we do our best the reading reminds us has not God chosen the poor in the world to be rich in faith and to be heirs to the kingdom? Just as Jesus said, it will be hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. In the time of Jesus, wealth went hand in hand with citizenship of the Roman Empire, social clout and legal power. This is why the reading talks about Christians being brought into court. In the Roman Empire of the time, before it was a state religion, Christians had almost no legal rights and were regularly persecuted by, and sued by citizens. But what does that have to do with climate change? I hear you ask. Good point. Today's service is a Climate Sunday event. And I'm here to talk to you about the things that we can do to bring about climate justice and why that matters. In our world, wealth isn't always a source of power. But it is almost always a source of security. Food security, housing security and health security are all globally more available to people who have wealth. For many of the poorest people in the world, struggling for resources means that they are unable to spend their energy on getting involved in issues like climate change. The poorest 3.5 billion people are responsible for just 10% of global emissions. But these people, dominantly located in the global south, are already facing the worst impacts of climate change. In 2016, world hunger increased for the first time in more than a decade. It's continued to increase every year because of climate change and because of conflict, with climate change usually exacerbating the risk of conflict. As Christians, we are called to look after the poorest people in our communities. And in the world. This year, in November, world leaders will come together at COP26 in Glasgow to discuss and agree actions to be taken in light of the climate emergency. COP stands for Conference of Parties and it's an urgent meeting. As we see global temperatures soar, With unusual weather and droughts affecting hundreds of thousands of people across the globe and compounding the devastation being felt by those hardest hit by the COVID-19 pandemic, our world is at a crisis point. In November, there will be many opportunities for us to come together and get involved, lending our voices to the cause of bringing about a more just world for everyone. Right now, there are lots of plans for protests and civil action and lots more. Some of the ways that you might get involved include writing to your MP and your MSP. Joining in with one of Christian Aid's climate campaigns. For example, sending a prayer boat to be sent up to the COP. You can get involved with supporting organisations like Tear Fund who provide relief to people feeling the hardest effects of climate change join the Church of Scotland in prayer for the world. You can also join in with the Eco Congregation Scotland Stirling Networks initiative to meet up with the Young Christian Climate Networks March to COP26. And importantly, you can continue to ask your community to do their bit and help them out along the way. Maybe you are part of an organisation that could learn more about recycling. Maybe your school or classroom could be doing more for the environment. Maybe you feel called to go out and organise a litter pick in our local area. All of these things, no matter how big or small, contribute to creating change towards a fairer, more just world by negating the effects of pollution on climate change, and thus bringing about climate justice. We will put up a post on all of our social media channels on Monday with links to more information on how you can get involved with the YCCN March, where to find contact info for your MP and MSP, and links to Tier Fund, Christian Aid, and other useful organisations. And of course, you can always contact the church through social media or by sending us an email. I look forward to seeing what everybody feels able to do in taking on some of the work to bring about climate justice.